You are listening to Backstage Pass Podcast, hosted by Hannah Crigwell and brought to you by Tom. The Backstage Pass Podcast is a guide for upcoming artists and newcomers to the music industry. Each week, I speak to experts in different fields, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Jamie Foxy Blair from Awesome Merch about the items that sell well on a merch table and important things to keep in mind when buying your first order of merch to sell on tour. Hello, Jamie Foxy Blair. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. So you are client manager and e-commerce manager for Awesome Merch. I am, yes. I remember ordering my first like T-shirts from there and it being a much smaller setup than it is now. Um, yeah. So I wanted to talk to you today about just merchandise in general for artists and bands and what you think. But first, we're going to do some quick fire questions. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. Badges or stickers? Stickers. When I first started at Awesome Merch and I actually started pinning badges and it yeah. is the worst thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Like I, the pain in your thumbs before you get used to it. Like eventually it's kind of like playing the guitar, oh, I guess. I didn't like your skin hardens. Like a manual thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So for that reason alone, stickers <laughs> socks or sandals socks i like toasty warm feet i'm sure there'll be people watching this who rock their socks and sandals and <laughs> please stop for the love of god <laughs> screamo or emo emo i need to be able to sing along <laughs> nobody yeah. wants to hear this screech <laughs> there's a whole load of options isn't there when you are a band or an artist and you get to the point where you want to to make some merch just the stereotypical first base thing in my head would be t-shirts but now there are so many options yeah absolutely um, it's quite an outlay isn't it of expenses if you're a band or an artist that's just getting going and you're trying to get some some t-shirts it's it, it can really add up depending on how much you're ordering but would you advise to get something smaller and what would it be if it was something smaller I would probably advise pins if it's something that you think will sell well and it's the kind of thing I think that was actually on a merch table and you were selling it for a fiver it's the kind of thing that people would be like you know I'm just gonna add that on to my order have you ever had a band or artist send you a design where you're like that it's not good let's change it sometimes we do right. have um so like one of the good things about I think awesome merch is that we have quite an on hands uh customer service team and artwork team so if there's anything that's not going to particularly work like we basically have as experts in that field that can kind of guide people the right way <laughs> I think where some people maybe tend to go wrong is trying to do something a little bit sort of out of the box in the hope that it would work like if you think about every sort of gig that you've ever been to every merch stand that you've been to you know majority of things that you're gonna see are black t-shirts with a white print and there's a reason for that because it does work like it it caters to most markets I guess and I think it's nice to see people trying new things and trying new designs, but I just don't always think they're going to be the best sellers. The last T-shirt that I made was like a new, it was a trying a new thing. A little bit too weird. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes just the, th- the simple is the better, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I'm all for weird and I'm all for trying new things. But I think you just, you have to have, you have to know that your target audience is going to like that. Like mm. if you're an out there weird band, you know, your fans are probably going to absolutely love it. But I guess, yeah, the majority of the time, stick with black and white and you can't go wrong. <laughs> If you were a band that was just starting off, like you say, you don't want too much. I think it's kind of, it's better to start small. Two designs of a t-shirt or something, get a few badges, get a few stickers together. Patches is a good one, actually. Patches is quite... um, Oh, really? Quite a big merch seller, yeah. So on the stores that we have, we run pre-orders quite a lot. So obviously customers can purchase whatever they want and then obviously we'll weigh up like how many... We need to print after that. Yeah, because I think that's the traditional model, isn't it? Band pays for merch up front and then sells it on. But in this case... You're kind of not really risking too much. Like, we do have minimum quantities on some stuff. But, yeah, it means that you can... At least you've got, like, a fair gauge of how well something's going to sell. I think that is especially important for the things where people have tried slightly quirkier designs. And, um, you know, you kind of want to gauge the interest in it first. Yeah. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I've done a lot of tours through Europe and the UK and one thing that I always think is quite exciting is receiving merch on the road. But I've also seen that go wrong sometimes <laughs> in terms of where where people are and when yeah. they're there. You know, figuring out the logistics of it all isn't too bad. Um, where the problems arise is... Uh, couriers being absolutely terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I always find this within the whole music industry that everything is very last minute. Um, Yes. So yeah, we we definitely deal with a lot of uh, very urgent last minute requests and it's all just like, ah, is this going to happen? But um, yeah, most of the time it's fine. And what if a band or an artist has stock from like previous tours? Is there a way to repurpose that stuff? Sell it as, you know, absolute last chance to get these limited edition t-shirts. Yeah, otherwise it it comes down to just you and a pair of scissors making coronavirus masks or something, (laughs) doesn't it? I mean, by all means do that. That's actually quite a good idea. People do that. I've seen people make um, like pillars, well, you know, like cushions, small cushions out of old t-shirts and things. So like all of the smaller t-shirts that I had when I was a teenager that I then grew way too big for, I used to just cut them up and turn them into back patches. Or I've seen people cut like the arms and the neck off a t-shirt and make it like a DIY vest. Oh yeah, I was all for I was all about the DIY vests when I was a teen. <laughs> there seems to be loads of different products that you can get now, which I would have never have thought about from a music um from like an artist's perspective of things that you could sell on your merch table like photo books or you know like yeah. comic kind of books or a comic book or a brochure or something. I think yeah. a lot of people would look at that and just think, ah, oh, that you know, that couldn't necessarily be music related but then we see quite a lot of people using them as lyric books to send out in bundles with sort of vinyls and cds and stuff like that so yeah it's i always find it quite interesting how people 
use that merch really and what they do with it. A band printed their logo on tea towels um, okay. and used them as flags. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> From your experience, if it's a product like a T-shirt or a, or a mug or something, do you think it's better to go with like a logo or the actual image of the band? I don't think there's much merch with photos on i think we maybe did something for the cribs once that had um had like an image of them on but yeah i think sometimes it can be tricky like getting that to relate to print if that makes sense what is your track of the week dream nails lonely star and i have pretty much had that on repeat all week and what is the best lesson that you've learned in your career so far (laughs) stick to what you know sells (laughs) don't go too weird as I said (laughs) they say like not necessarily music related or anything but always just be honest like I think there's too I, I find that there's too many people that are a little bit sort of not secretive but hold back information where there's music concerned and I just right. think being straight up with with people is probably the better way forward. There's a lot more emotion attached to things than people think in business. And I think yeah. like, sometimes it's hard to be honest from that perspective. But um, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like if, yeah. if there isn't honesty, it's just pointless. Yeah, exactly. Like you want to have, especially like from a client's point of view as well, like you want to be able to have that trust there. And I think another probably quite important lesson that I've learned is that people are way more understanding than you think they're going to be a lot of the time. Like, you know, unfortunately things do sometimes go missing, careers, like deadlines are missed or whatever. Um, But yeah, actually just having that bit of that bit of honesty and that relationship with people can help that a lot. Well, thanks so much for speaking to me on this podcast. It's been great to have you on as a guest. And I think a lot of people will find your advice very useful. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a comment to let us know what you think. And I will see you next time on Backstage Pass.